This next segment, I'm going to be listening very, very keenly to our guest. Uh, the sport of gliding started in the 1920s, and Great Lakes Gliding Club is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Here to explain all you need to know, all I need to know about this sport is David Donaldson. David, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me on, Maggie. It's a great pleasure. Okay, I know nothing, nothing about gliding. I have been Googling and researching uh, gliding. So tell me, what is gliding, David? Yeah, so so you identified it started as a sport properly in the 1920s, which is true. And it um, really advanced aircraft development in the interwar periods, because as we know, in the First World War, airplanes really became a major uh, element for uh, military aviation in particular, and through the Second World War as well. Um, in that interwar period, there's a lot of advancement done in the refinement of aeronautical technology, and, and gliding was used to that. But it actually predates the Wright brothers by about 60 years. Hmm. Um, so the first real heavier-than-aircraft flights were being done by Sir George Cayley in the uh, 1840s, and, and later by Otto Lilienthal, who had actually over 2,000 flights uh, to his credit, before his uh, his passing in the uh, late 1800s, so as a as a form of aviation, it really predates that. And as a form of developing aviation, um, anytime you climb into an airliner and you look out at that long thin wing, it has glider roots to it. Because in gliding, since we don't have an engine, we are looking for minor minor refinements in terms of efficiency of the airframe, so that we can go further and faster. Okay, so it looks like a plane, but it's unpowered. It's an unpowered aircraft. Exactly, exactly. So it's got a full fuselage. You sit inside, you're in a seat, you've got a a joystick, you've got rudder pedals, you've got the exact same controls that you would find in a Cessna or in a 747. Um, The only control that we do not have that the other aircraft have is a a throttle or a a power lever to, to give us power. We get our power from the earth. So as the sun heats up the ground, that air above that warm ground heats up, it rises in what we call a thermal. And what we do is we fly along and we catch one of these thermals. So we feel it, we have instruments to tell us we're in lift. And then what we do is we circle to stay inside of that lift. Wow. Now, Maggie, I'm sure you've seen an eagle or a hawk circling. Yeah. 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 And you notice they're not flapping. Right. The next time you see one of those, I'm going to ask you to pause for like a minute and watch it. And what you'll notice is it's getting smaller. It's climbing. So what these birds are doing is they're flying along without flapping or gliding. They feel that lift and then they turn and they circle and they stay inside of that and they get higher and higher and higher. Um, when, uh, and we fly just near Tottenham, Ontario. Yep. Um, early on when, when the club first started and I first joined, and this is back in about 84, 85, I was circling over the town of Beaton in some lift and I looked down and there's two golden eagles below me oh, about a thousand cool. feet. So they're in the same thermal as me and they just came up and they just whizzed right on past me about 20 feet out. Um, And I turned into their circle and I went from going up at about 200 feet per minute to about 600 feet per minute. I mean, these birds, they've been doing it for millions of years. They know what they're doing. And we often look for circling birds and they have saved me on more than one occasion where I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit low and, and I'm, I'm you know, looking at, okay, I'm probably going to have to land now. And I see a circling hawk or an eagle or a turkey vulture. I head on over there and, and almost 100% of the time, there is lift and up, and up we go. So, so many questions, David. And I, I apologize because <laughs> I know nothing about gliding. So this is like gliding 101. So how do you get in the air? If you have, if this is an unpowered aircraft, yes. what happens? How do you get up? 
So, so we need to, you know, get the engine started, if you will. And there's three basic ways that that happens. The first and most common in North America is an auto, an aero tow. And what we do there is we hook onto a powered plane with a rope. Ah. So the tow plane has a 200 foot rope attached to its tail. We attach that to our nose and they literally pull us into the air. So we get a tow. Okay. Now that's the most common method in North America. In Europe, the most common method is a winch. And what you do as a winch is you lay out about 6,000 feet of, of rope. You, again, hook it to the nose of the glider, and you winch it in at high speed. Now, I've done winching, and it's a huge amount of fun because you get to 2,000 feet in less than a minute. It's about 40 wow. seconds or so. And you are going up at like 45 degrees straight up. Um, so it pulls you into the air, much like you would pull a kite into the air. And then what happens is when we get to the top, we let go. And, and much like the tow plane, when we get to the top, when we get to our, our release altitude, we let go. The tow plane would fly down, pick up the next glider. The winch would be reeled in, laid out on the field, and, and launch the next glider. And David, so, I'm just curious. Yeah. On your first flight, did yeah. were, were you scared? Because oh. I'm, just, I'm just listening to this thinking, what if it falls out of the sky? Like, <laughs> I mean, were you, were you terrified? Because I think I would be terrified. No, and you know it's interesting because um, so we so one of the things that we do at our club is we do guest flights, and and Maggie, you're more than welcome to come out and and take a flight with us. <laughs> I probably we'll have, have to wear an out. adult diaper just to be safe, <laughs> but okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's very benign; it's very quiet. Um, the amount of noise that we have in the cockpit is a little bit like driving down the road with your window open. Okay. Okay. Now. That's the tow portion, which is a little noisier. As soon as we let go from the tow plane, we slow down because the tow plane flies a little faster than we do. We're designed to fly a little slower. We slow down. So you've now rolled your window up and you've got you know that little bit of buzz and hum right. behind you. It's very serene. It's very calm. Um, you can have an easy, comfortable conversation with the other person in the plane. Like There's not a huge amount of noise. And it's extremely smooth. So everyone who I take for their first flight, um, I often get, the, or probably the most common question or answer comment back is I'm surprised how smooth it was. Everyone's yeah. expecting it to be bumpy and rattly and, you know, they're expecting the quiet, but they weren't expecting the smoothness. And then how and do you land, you, David? Well, we land exactly the same as a regular airplane. And okay. yeah, I'm sure you've flown on an airliner at some yeah. point in your life. Yeah, of course. Many times. So, yeah. So when you're about half an hour, or 40 minutes away from your destination, um, if I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but, you can feel the airplane sort of slow down a yes. little bit. You hear the engines go quieter and you sort of feel like you're, you're, you're tilted forward in your seat just for a few seconds. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. You are now flying in a glider. It's uh -huh. what they've done is they've pulled the engines back to full idle. They call it flight idle. Wow. They've pulled them back to idle and then they glide down and then you'll hear the engines kind of come back up as they get into the circuit. And the main reason they bring the engines back up is a safety because if they need to go to full power, it takes a, a long time for those engines to spool up. So you are actually have experienced gliding if you've flown on an airline. Wow. So your yeah. gliding club is celebrating. We only have two minutes left, David. And I, yeah. I know I had a million questions. Uh, <laughs> your gliding club is celebrating its 25th anniversary. This is an international yeah. sport. You just talked about, you know, what they're doing in Europe. I mean, people are yeah. doing this all over the world. Uh, and you're celebrating your 25th anniversary. Yeah, we have our 25th anniversary coming up for our club. We're celebrating that at the end of October. Actually, oh, October, goodness, the end of July. Okay. And we're going to be having a big party. So if you're interested, go to greatlakesliding.com, reach out to us. We welcome people in to come for a guest flight anytime uh, Saturday or Sunday through the summer. 
uh, come out to the party if you want to. We're, we're more than welcome. We love people to come out and visit and learn more about the sport. Uh, that week, the last week in July, is also the Canadian National Soaring Competition. Uh, so we run this every year, and it's going to be run at Southern Ontario SOSA or Southern Ontario Soaring Association. We call it SOSA uh, out near Rockton. Uh, last year it was out in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, we have regional competitions, which we call the provincials, that we host in all of those. And the top competitors from the nationals go on to compete at the Pan American Games, wow. as well as going on to compete at the World Championships that are hosted every couple of years. That's amazing. So it is yeah. an, an international sport. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely is. I will and, use and the pun and say it is taking off, but it's... <laughs> it is, it is. And it's a race. We go, around the, race. we go around the course as fast as we can. And some of these gliders are good for three or 400 kilometers an hour. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, David, for uh, just enlightening pleasure. all of us on this sport. Yeah. Did not know. Now I know. Thanks again. Come on out and experience it.